views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. OMG. Uh, yesterday was my birthday and I, you know, I got to sit back and kind of reflect and think about, okay, you know, where was I 10 years from now? What 10 years ago, what was I doing? What did I even think my life would be like? And it's fascinating when I go back and do that, because basically for those of you that know, I was doing this show at this hour on this day. It was the only hour of radio I was doing at the time. And if you had told me that I would be co-hosting a show with James Twyman, uh, and two celebrity guests, Louis Gossett Jr. and Channing Chase for Mad Men. I would be like, really? You've got to be kidding me. But guess what? That is what we're doing today. Thanks to James and his brilliance, genius, idea, and passion to reach out and save something that is so endearing to so many of us, which is cinema of a time where the actors and the actresses uh, not only then, but now, are absolutely epically genius, brilliant, and amazing. Uh, and what he's put together is Ageless Cinema. And today, we're looking at Ageless Cinema Radio. What does that mean? That means we're taking the message that he has, um, and he is supporting and helping this beloved community. This community that has set forth so many memorable moments for all of us. But, he, you know, James is more than that. He's a best-selling author. He's a filmmaker. He's a musician. He travels the world. He's been in tough places all over, sharing a message of peace. He has been called the peace troubadour. Believe me, I know he's way more than that. Um, and, and peace concerts. He's done so many things. He's written books, uh, created films. You might hear a little bit. Maybe he'll do a little uh, information about his upcoming film. But now what he's doing is reaching out to save something so treasured and so endeared, and you're going to hear about that. Today, you'll get to hear clips uh, of interviews. Amazing. Uh, first up will be uh, Louis Gossett Jr. But before we do that, James, welcome to the show. It's really super to have you here. Boy, what an undertaking this is, huh? <laughs> it is great to be back. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat, and happy belated birthday to you. Oh my gosh. It was, I have to, I mentioned it because of how pivotal this time was 10 years ago for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And how, if you fast forward to now, uh, here I am doing what I love, having a conversation with you uh, about supporting a group of people that have contributed so much to to, to the planet. Um, Before we get into the first segment with Lewis, I, I wanted you to talk a little bit about why this is important to you. And, uh, and a little bit about these upcoming segments. Well, you know, the whole uh, birth of Ageless Cinema came about uh, maybe two, two and a half years ago when I was at a movie watching a, a film called The Exotic Marigold Hotel. 
And I was watching this beautiful movie that is obviously based on a group of older adults, uh, English adults who go to India. And I'm, I'm watching this great film, looking around, thinking I am the youngest person in the room. And I had just turned 50 at that time. And, and that was interesting because it, it, it dawned on me, it hit me in that moment that there are so few films that are made with this generation in mind, what I like to call the ageless generation, because, of course, um, older adults today are so different than they were, say, when I was a kid. You know, when I looked at, at, at people 50 or above when I was young, they really seemed old, and yeah. now they don't really seem so old. Maybe yeah. it's just my perspective. I don't know. But, uh, but now there, there's a, a vibrancy and an energy to this older generation, but it's not being reflected in film. It is more in television, which we're going to hear later today, but uh, in film, uh, it's just really beginning to catch up because, unfortunately, the, the Hollywood executives just don't believe that this audience goes to see very many movies, and we're going to prove that wrong. And there's a petition that people can go and sign. So let's tell them this website right now for them to do that. Well, you know, if people and- want to be part of this, and I think that's the key, it's not just saying, oh, yeah, that's true, but can I contribute to changing this? What we do is, what we did is we have a petition, uh, which we have on our website, where you can go and you can just take two minutes and uh, sign this petition, answer a couple of questions, and our goal is to get a million voices, a million people who will sign this petition saying they want more movies that are made for the ageless generation. Not just movies that are made for 15-year-old boys, but movies that have more mature themes. And as soon as we hit a million people on that list, then we are going to take it to Hollywood, and we are going to take it to every uh, film producer, every studio uh, out there, and we're going to show them, look, this is an audience that you are not paying attention to, and you're leaving money on the table. And so if people want to do that, all they need to do is to go to www.agelesscinema.com, agelesscinema.com, and you'll find the petition right there on the upper left. And please go there and sign that. Let's not just talk about that there's an issue here, but let's do something very simple that could have a big impact. Just by signing a simple survey, we could do that. Awesome. Now, what we're going to do is we're actually going to play a clip. Um, it's going to be the first segment will come from your, uh, you know, your interview, the first part of your interview with Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. And so I think that this would be great to just go ahead and pop that in, and then Absolutely. we'll talk about it when we come back from break. Okay, great. Um, Kevin, it's all yours. Looking back uh, over your career, one of the first major roles that you played was beside Sidney Poitier in A Raisin in the Sun. Uh, yes. And throughout your entire career, you've worked very hard to bring attention to racism in all of its forms, especially in entertainment. So I'm wondering, in all the years since you appeared in Raisin in the Sun, do you think that we're now finally getting close to ending racism and living in an equal society? Well, I think we're going in that direction. You know, I, I believe that God has always been in charge, and sometimes we have a little, uh, you know, uh, toughness, and people kind of disappear, and people make the wrong decisions. But that's uh, studying through my foundation what the concept of racism is. I find it to be generations old, mm-hmm. and even subtle racism, and, and you know, mm-hmm. because it's generational. That's right. Sometimes they don't, you don't even realize it. So in my research, uh, there's no villain in the story then. Right. It's generational in the African-American and the Latino and the Italian, the Jew. We all kind of did that in this country to create this country. 
We ran from all kinds of prejudice in some places, and some of us were brought here as slaves, sometimes indentured servants, but that was then. This is now. How do you get us together and, and, and live according to the concepts of the, of the Pledge of Allegiance and, and, and the Declaration of Independence? We have to stop the generational belief from the old days and start fresh mm-hmm. with our children. You know, it's interesting when you think about it as a human phenomenon, just in not an isolated instance with one race, but to, to look at it as something that we've engaged in in every culture and every nationality. And, and, and I also like how you describe the subtle racism that doesn't necessarily show its head in obvious ways. And we don't know we're doing it. Right. <laughs> You know, and even people who I would say, you know, like myself, for example, I would never think of myself as a racist in any regard. But 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 you can feel those societal sort of subtle prejudices sneaking in. And I, I think, as you were saying, just being aware of them has to be the first step. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's, 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 it's not only uh, it's not only a racial, but it's infra, intra, intra-racial inside, mm-hmm. inside, inside the black culture, inside the Jewish culture. A racism there. There's an automatic assumption of superiority for some reason or another from the old days. And a strange phenomenon of people who are under the gun or under the oppression taking on the personality of the oppressor, mm-hmm. which is all they know. Yeah. And there's a bigger picture. You know, I'm wondering if the the book that you've you've put out, an an actor and a gentleman, how much of that was spurred on by by your passion for this subject? Well, it was spurred on from my personal personal experience. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a, in a multi-ethnical society right after the Depression in Brooklyn. And uh, all the people who were oppressed kind of got together in this neighborhood in Brighton Beach and Coney Island. And, and the teachers who were thinking of the little left wing were, were ran from the universities and, and, and actors and were settled in certain neighborhoods. But because of those neighborhoods and those teachers, racism was, was the least they were there. But we really had to feed one another and take care of us, and we didn't have much. We had one skate. The front of the skate was the beginning of a two-by-four, and the back skate was the back. We had chalk. For bats, we had the old broomstick handles. And, and we did the best we could, and we had a ball. And we went to, we lived close together, whether we liked it or not. And so we came up with a great homogeneous society. And so we took care of one another. Uh, uh, I was the first black president of uh, the junior high school, the president of the... Of the, the high school, and uh, all my heroes were white, but they said, doesn't matter. You, you, you can play Superman today. <laughs> so I grew up with that. And as, as a result, a renaissance, artistically, medically, and politically, took over in the Eastern Seaboard because uh, we, we grew up with the children of those teachers. And it was uh, my agent from the William Morris Agency, Ed Bundy, who grew up in that neighborhood, and Lou Wasserman, who started uh, Universal, and uh, the, the, the David Susskinds, and, and, and we all took care of one another. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until when I was a little up in age and, and was brought out to Los Angeles, like the first chapter of my book, um, they put me in a Beverly Hills hotel and they gave me a rental car. And uh, that's when the, the, the blue-collar workers from the South wanted to know what was wrong with this picture. They handcuffed me to trees, all the employees in the universities and the, in the, in the, at the studios, they, they couldn't handle this guy treated so well, and they were not. Hmm. I understand it now. I didn't understand it then. So I've been involved in this battle to survive and to keep the door open for all these years. And thank God I survived. Sometimes I did the wrong thing. I thought the wrong thing. I don't do that anymore. Hmm. So I pass that message on to all. 
we now have a window. We have a planet that's uh, not supporting us. We have a, a, no fresh air hardly left, no fresh water. Our, our, our food reserve is going out the window, and people are grabbing on. I'm going to eat it, and nobody else can. So we kind of have to back up a little bit to save the planet, make it better for our children. Hmm. And one of the things that, uh, especially our country, by example, we have to live the democracy that our forefathers wrote about. Hmm. And in order to do that, racism's got to go away. Absolutely. What a great segment. James Twyman, uh, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, what, we're going to do part two when we come back. We're going to talk about you know, what this really means you know, in terms of what James and others and all of us are trying to do. Uh, and for those of you out there, we're going to provide you with a lot more information. When you come back, you're going to hear the final segment of that conversation with Louis Gossett Jr. And then later on in the show, as I said before, how is Mad Men making it back to our hearts? What is it about that show and other shows that are really hitting the mark for so many people? Well, you're going to get to hear later uh, for, from James and uh, Channing Chase and the film work. Uh, uh, Evan Almighty and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and my very special co-host today, James Twyman. We'll be right back. Want to know what the best kept secret in access consciousness is? It's the Access Gold Club. Demanding more change and the latest and greatest, but can't always get to all the classes you desire? Let Gary and Dane come to you. Join the Gold Club, and each month you'll receive a 60-minute live call, a weekly email on the month's theme containing the latest clearings in written form, and an MP3 loop. Twice a month, receive a brand new video with Gary and Dane. How does it get any better than this? In addition to receiving a CD format of the monthly call mailed to you, you'll also enjoy a surprise bonus gift. Be in on the secret. Join today at www.isnowthetime.com slash special dash tips. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Successful people accomplish what they set out to do. They make a promise and work hard to keep their word to themselves and to others. Keeping one's word is the simple idea behind a breathtakingly new way to achieve more. Keeping your word is a practice developed by Vladimir Gerasichev, a life coach and business trainer with over 20 years experience. Visit KeepYourWord.com to learn more about the transformative technique and check out the free Keep Your Word app, Keeping Your Word, Changing Your Life Forever. Tune in to the Sandy Brewer Show, getting to the heart of what matters in your life. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and experience the powerful healing voice of Dr. Sandy Brewer, one of Colin Talk Radio's most dynamic, compelling personalities. Get ready for inspiration and contagious humor and her been there, done that, no-nonsense advice to meet today's challenges. Listen and call in at 800-930-2819 for the Sandy Brewer Show. 
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R patshow.com for listening times in your area. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you back. Welcome back to uh, just an amazing series we're doing, Ageless Cinema, with my uh, great co-host, James Twyman, joining us here today as he is building up momentum to really make sure that we don't lose such treasured people, such amazing acting. And, you know, it has now come to the forefront that people are appreciating, you, you know, both the movie acting for the younger group of folks, but also we are really have an endearment towards some of our amazing actors that have shared so much with us over the years. James, what did you think of that segment? What did you, what did you think of? What was it like to kind of have that chat with uh, Lewis? Well, you know, there, I, I've interviewed quite a number of, of actors now, and uh, every now and then there's one that, that kind of gets my heart racing. And Louis Costa Jr. was one of them. I've always loved him as an actor, and and from all the reading I was doing, I could tell he was an extraordinary human being as well, as you can tell from the interview. He's just a really very committed man who is out there doing good work and and still, you know, a very powerful actor and doing great job. Uh, in that field. And so it was just a great conversation. I mean, you can just really tell by listening to it that he, he is so filled with insight and rich experience. Uh, his, his new book that he mentioned, An Actor and a Gentleman, of course, uh, illustrates that experience from the time he was very young and going all the way through the Hollywood system to, you know, being the, uh, the elder statesman, statesman that he is now. So, yeah, I, I love re-listening to it because it reminds me of, of just the brilliance of that conversation. Oh, uh, it, it's just incredible. You know, what is your ultimate vision for uh, Ageless Cinema? And, 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 and what, what, do we, what do we really want folks to understand? I mean, aren't you, as I am, seeing this trend of some of these amazing actors that are coming back to the forefront. I mean, everything from Mad Men to, you know, Broadway Empire to uh, now Blacklist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, uh, with people that are just like, where the heck were you, dude? And now yeah. here they are. Well, there, there are so many actors like, say, Louis Gossett Jr., for example, who, are, um, who have been around for a long, long time. They've been in classic movies and are not as active as they once were just because uh, Hollywood uh, does not uh, develop the types of roles for this generation that perhaps we should be in order to honor the legacy of these people. But on the other hand, though, Pat, if you think about it, 
When we talk about ageless cinema, first of all, we're not talking about just older people. We're talking about people who, who have that ageless attitude and who are looking for entertainment on, on a higher level. And, of course, many of them are, say, 45 or 50 and above. But when you really think about it, people like Johnny Depp and Brad Pitt are now of that generation. I mean, they're my age. And, and, and so they're, you know, another 15 years, they're going to be like Louis Gossett Jr., they're going to be the elder statesmen. So I say let's start honoring these people now. And also, not just the actors, let's honor the public, the people who, who want entertainment, who want to go to the movie theater and say so often, well, there's nothing for me to see. Well, Hollywood, it, it, in, up until now, simply has not they've just written off this generation thinking that the only people that go see movies are people under 25 and it's just not true because the uh, the older adults have more money they have more time and they have more inclination to go to the movie theater as opposed to streaming uh content so let's make more movies that's what i'm trying to do with my movie yeah. redwood highway and, and that's what we're going to encourage many other producers to do. Um, that's why we're doing this survey, for example, so that we can show them actual data. If there are a million people who sign this survey, that means there are 10 million people behind them. So let's not take this for granted, either the actors or the, the, the public who want to see great movies. Absolutely. Let's go. Uh, let's take a listen, James, if we could, to uh, the uh, last segment that you did, the last conversation with Lewis, Lewis Gossett Jr. You know, on this program, Lewis, one of the things that we talk a lot about is a different level of prejudice, which is ageism, especially in Hollywood and the entertainment business. Oh, yeah, I suffer that every day. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's amazing. But the wisdom that, comes from us, you know. That's right. And, and there's so many amazing actors like you and so many others who still have so much to offer, and yet the average film today does not seem to be focused on that generation at all. Uh, do you see that shifting at all in the future? I see it in the beginning. I think it's shifting now. I think it's shifting now because what we've lost in our growth, and we're doing beautifully, by the way, so this is not a bad story. What we've, what we've lost is the, the disconnection of the generations. Mm -hmm. happened had to be very important at those particular times after the Depression. Where they before the cell phone, there was an old woman in the window. There was grandma, there was grandpa, and you, you jump the generations, and the, the relationship from, from those particular people to the next generation to pass on a baton of of tradition. So we grow and we we uh, learn our lessons before school. Internally, the, the the neighborhoods were like that. That's gone. Technology's kind of taken it away, and it's uh, has to be a respect. And a, and, a, and, a, and a resurgence of the generational message. And you pass on only the positives, not the negatives. Hmm. Everybody's got a negative thing. You know, whatever you do, watch out for the, the blonde guy in the corner. You know, all that kind of stuff has got to go away. Yeah. We've got to have compassion now. To realize we're all in this together. Yes, sir. So hmm. God has gone done a trick. If we don't do it together now, God only knows what's going to happen. <laughs> You know, just talking to you, Lewis, it, it feels like you, you have a sense that this whole feeling of it's now or never, like this is a, a critical opportunity that we have. Oh, there's going to be a dramatic change whether we like it or not. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that I was wondering, you've acted in a number of movies with military themes. Of course, yes, the classic Officer and a Gentleman to Iron Eagles and even the series Stargate SG-1 what is it about you that makes you such a natural for those kinds of roles? 
I don't know. I loved my uncles when they came back from World War II. They looked really handsome in those uniforms. I worked for the uh, for the for the armed forces uh, when uh, Kennedy uh, uh, got rid of the the draft. But I may as well have been drafted because I had to redo after the Korean War all of the training films. So I got a chance to jump out of planes and and do scuba diving and all the kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed it. I'm a former, I'm a, a jock, a former athlete kind of thing. And uh, I liked it. I liked the pride that it did with one another. I, I liked that thing. Had uh, well, see, when I finished my serving uh, the service outside of the service with the, with the Signal Corps doing all those films, six months later, I probably would have been drafted and would have been the first person in Vietnam. Hmm. But it was close. Uh, but uh, I do have a great respect for the military. So I believe that any man who and or woman who goes uh, to war with that uniform. For the, for, in the name of democracy for us when they come back their entire lives should be taken care of mm-hmm. that's the ultimate sacrifice that's right but we don't do that we don't do that now so we need to be compassionate uh, we need to live the principles that our forefathers wrote down and we have to live it every day and uh, you don't have there's no such thing as having the only bomb or the only weapon or the only money or the, all the oil it doesn't matter anymore we need to uh, start heading in the right direction Mm-hmm. Which I see us doing. Whether we like it or not, God is in charge. Or Allah, I don't care what you call him. <laughs> There's no human being in charge. There's no wow. such thing. Well, Louis Gossett Jr., I, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done throughout all these years, all these great roles that you've played. But in particular, I want to thank you for what you're doing now, being the elder yeah. statement and, and raising these issues in a way that yeah. is profound. And be sensitive to the next generation because they're going to clean up a mess otherwise. That's right. We need to do this as a one country, one nation, mm-hmm. together. Okay, get our education back to number one. We'll get our health thing back to number one. And the reason why we, we were so attractive in the past, we'll, we'll return. But we need to take care of one another. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much for being part of the program. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Good luck with everything that you're doing, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the screen again soon. Thank you. It was a nice conversation. Thank you so much. Wow. James, that was amazing. Uh, what did you? What was your takeaway from that segment? What was your takeaway from listening to him? You know, I love. You know, here's what I loved. I loved. He's like, dude, it's now. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that's really your attitude about it. You're like, yeah, it's now. It's yeah. happening. He has such a positive attitude, and and that's very refreshing. He, you know, he did touch on on the the issues that we ha- that we're dealing with in this country and around the world, uh, the water, the air, our education. Uh, but but he also, as you just mentioned, has a positive attitude that we can solve these things if we come together, if we let go of these of the, the prejudice that has held us in place for so long. Uh, we're not just talking about racial racial prejudice, but but all of these things that we struggle with as human beings. And and if we can come together and live this solution now, then we will see a change in our lifetimes. And so to have someone like Louis Gossett Jr. talk so positively about these things, and, and and not just about movies. I mean, that's one of the things I liked about this film is or that that interview is that we didn't really talk all that much about his roles in the films. We we talked about his philosophy as a human being, and and that was exciting to me. And uh, I just so enjoyed interviewing him. Oh, it was great. We're going to take a short break uh, right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, This is so cool. Ageless Cinema with 
James Twyman and me. Uh, when we come back, you're going to hear from Channing Chase and Mad Men. What is it about that show that takes me back to the day, uh, the day of my mom? What is it that people are loving about this? And what is it that actors like Channing are bringing to the forefront, not just in television, but most importantly now, we're stretching across the big screen. Now television is the big screen. If you ever walked in any of my friends' homes, you'd see that. Right, James? That's Uh, right. I have 100 in screen, so I agree. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about some of the upcoming things. Oh, my goodness. Upcoming things that James is going to be up to, some of the interviews we're planning for all of you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Questions and consciousness. People just like you who want to shift and change what isn't working for them, who want to shift and change what isn't working on the planet. Questions. That's about shifting and changing whatever isn't working for you. Consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Questions and consciousness. A telecall with like-minded people from all around the world, which gives you the place and space to ask what isn't working for you. For more information, go to questionsinconsciousness.net. That's questionsinconsciousness.net. Are you a health-conscious, spiritual woman who is just tired of struggling with food obsession, emotional eating, and constantly having to struggle with weight and food? You aren't alone. The secret is within us, often in releasing internal resistance and blocks to our own success. To learn how to end the war with food and your body now and find peace, go to eatlikeagoddess.com for your free audio. Break free from food obsession and lose weight without trying. That is eatlikeagoddess.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Mastering the art of dream building in the real world. This hit show will inspire you to start painting the canvas of your life and bring your unique spirit and your amazingly intelligent mind together to find an incredible, practical, real-world strategy to building a life with epic results. Tune in to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show.
Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. It is so great to have you here today and also to have James here. I mean, what an amazing effort he is putting forth. Uh, We're getting ready now to hear your clip, your interview with Channing Chase. James, let's talk a little bit about this. How is it different? And, you know, how do you see uh, what people like she is doing, to you know, for Mad Men and some other television venues? How, How do you see this unfolding here and its relationship to ageless cinema? You know, when I first started uh, working on Ageless Cinema Pad, uh, I thought that we were going to focus primarily on the big, big screen. Uh, we were talking uh, during the break how the, the, the new big screen today are, are big screen televisions, and so many of us have them. I remember back when we were kids, and you know, the family TV in the living room was a little tiny thing compared to what they are now. Uh, but now you can buy huge screens, and 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 therefore it's not just the the, the cinema that that we need to be thinking about, but uh, but the television with cable and network television, all the different programs that are coming out. The fact is, they are being much more responsive to the ageless generation than the film industry is. There are a lot of great television programs now, like Mad Men, that people of every generation enjoy, get a lot of value from, and where our older actors, the, the great classic actors, are, are getting a new uh, rebirth in, in, in their talent and uh, allowing it to be showcased on great shows that we all love, Mad Men being one. So when, when I was offered the chance to, to interview Channing Chase, Clearly, you know, one of the great actors from that show. Uh, I, I knew it would be an insightful conversation about this subject, about television and how television has kind of taken up the mantle and how we're hoping that, that, the, uh, that the, the film industry itself will, will begin more to follow suit. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. said it's starting to happen. Uh, almost all of the actors I've spoken to have said the same thing, but it will only continue to happen if we get motivated enough to be part of the solution, and that's why we really want everyone to go to agelesscinema.com and sign that petition so that we can get to that million-person mark and we can use that momentum to convince Hollywood that there is an enormous segment of people out there. Forty-five percent of the population is over 50 and they're, for the most part, being ignored in Hollywood. And that, if that changes, I think we're going to see a lot more great movies being made, movies that we all want to go see, and we're all going to benefit from that. I love this for a couple different reasons. One is, um, and you and I talked about this in the last segment we did, um, you know, we have people like Shirley MacLaine, and I'm going to be interviewing her shortly, um, which I you know, interviewed her before. Now to see her... In the past two years since I've talked to her, and actually I was on stage with her, to see what she's doing in acting. I mean, she's getting ready to be in an upcoming film. And what I love about what we're seeing is how Hollywood is combining youth with more seasoned actors. And the, the, the results are phenomenal. I mean, we all look at Silver Lining Playbook. Uh, and we're looking at what's go- what happened there with, uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer and Lawrence. Bradley Cooper and, uh, Cooper and Robert De Niro. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, wow. I mean, who isn't wanting to see that 
paradoxical and parallel It's actually a great point that I haven't thought about much, Pat, so thank you for bringing it up. And Jennifer Lawrence is such a great example. I think she's going to be the Meryl Streep of our time, such a talented young actress. And and for her to be, you know, teamed up with people like De Niro and others, uh, you know, they are the elders who are going to initiate the, the younger actors, just as we have done throughout history, the elder coming in and, and, and bringing the, 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 the younger generation into its maturity to lead us. And, and we're going to see that more and more in film, but only if we claim that. And yeah. that's what the ageless cinema movement's all about. And by the way, it is through, uh, we're going to go to the clip right now, but by the way, it is through the words. If you ever listen to an interview by Jennifer Lawrence, you got to love her. Um, you know, she talks about her own fear. She talks about this is great today, but my fear is it's going to go away. So here you have this young person that actually has this projection of what it's like in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she says about her, you know, co-stars, about these more seasoned people, and then how they now are modeling for her how she acts for the younger actors, like she talked about in The Hunger Games. Let's go to the clip and let everyone hear James have this fabulous conversation with Channing Chase. Our guest today is a veteran of television and movies. In recent years, she's best known for playing Doc Campbell on AMC's Mad Men, but her many roles in film like Evan Almighty and Stealing Harvard give her a unique insight into the roles that actors from the ageless generation are getting offered. Welcome to the program, Channing Chase. Well, thank you. That was a lovely introduction. <laughs> You've done your homework. <laughs> of course, you know, talking and interviewing uh, great actors like yourself is such a privilege, so thank you for taking the time. Well, it was my pleasure. So I'm, I'm guessing that acting on a show like Mad Men offers stability that a lot of actors strive for and would love to have. So I'm wondering, in your opinion, are older actors today getting more attention and exposure through successful programs like Mad Men or others that are like it that are really successful today, probably more than ever before? Well, I'm very lucky to get this role (laughs) because uh, Dot Campbell is a a wonderful character. And uh, there are more... Uh, wonderful characters out there for older actors and actresses because those are the people who are watching television Mm -hmm. and going to the movies. Yeah. Well, going to the movies, I have to agree, even though for a long time, it seems that Hollywood has ignored that generation and, you know, looks at the demographic of the, you know, 18 to 25 year old and thinks that this is the almighty uh, consumer, but uh, people of our generation, I think, are looking for films. And I think what yeah. what you were saying is that television is giving them what films often do not. This is true, and there are a lot of films being done for television. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm wondering uh, why the people who are producing movies today and television assume that older people want to stay home when the fact is they're the ones who have more time, uh, they have more money, they, you know, they yeah. appreciate going to the movie theater maybe more than the younger generation. What, why do you think that is? What, what, I mean, they're beginning to pay more attention, but why is it taking so long for them to realize that this is such a huge and vital market? Well, they have to get the statistics and look at the statistics and and realize that that that's 
their audience, an older audience. Mm-hmm. And also there are a lot of young people who are the executives. They're going to pick something that appeals to them. Yes. You know, I, I was speaking to Ellen Burstyn a little while ago, and she said that Hollywood is not run anymore by filmmakers, but money makers. Does that ring true for you as well? Ooh, that was a very cogent comment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, she's someone who's been around, you know, in the in the 70s when they were making such great films that uh, that we look yeah. back now as, you know, some one of the great classic eras. And uh, it seems to be a bit of a of, of a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it? If, if you only make films for the younger generation, they're the ones who are going to show up. Right. Well, she made some wonderful films. So she really knows what she's talking about. <laughs> so do you see this changing um, in film? Obviously, it's it has already in television, but it seems that, uh, that especially in the independent film world, that uh, they're starting to pay more attention to this audience. Have you been finding that in the roles that you're being offered? Well, I, I, they're slow in coming. I, I have to agree. As long as there's a a role out there for me, I'll be do I'll be going for it. <laughs> wow, uh, James, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back. I'm going to do part two of that. But you know, it's interesting. You know, we played the uh, clip from uh, uh, your interview with Ellen Burstyn. She actually, FYI, I think we all know this, right? You know, she is starring in an upcoming. I think it's a television series. Um, or it could be a film, uh, and I'll have to get that information, uh, that is just off the charts, the role she has. So, I mean, you know, I have to believe, James, that, you know, what you have started here is already having an impact. It's already creating a conversation, and I am looking forward to the ripple effect of this. Let's take a short break. James Twyman joining me here today. We'll be right back. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you looking for positive answers to tough questions in your personal and professional life? On Purpose Radio with Karen Florence is a riveting show that will help you reveal your own truth and begin to live the life you've always wanted. Karen's dynamic approach to coaching people in all areas of their lives has made her one of the most sought-after coaches today. Tune in each Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit OnPurposeRadio.com. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? 
Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Tune in to Peace World Radio, vibrant conversations to change the world with Christina Jans. Each second Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com and KKNW. This hit show is energetic, vibrant, and an engaging forum that's getting people talking. Christina brings you extraordinary and courageous people, bold in thought and action who dare to dream that things can be different. Peace World Radio. Join the talk the world is having. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. James Twyman joining me here today. What an amazing job he has done in capturing the essence, the heart, the reason why all of us love, love, love to go to the movies in a different way. You know, uh, I mean, think about it. Even a movie like Ender's Game, which just came out, clearly targeted for young people. But who the heck is in there? Yeah, Blade Runner himself playing in that show. How about some of the latest financial movies coming out where Gary Olderman and, and Harrison Ford again playing in that movie with a, uh, a, a, a young, what is it, Liam, Liam Hemsworth. I mean, is Hollywood getting it, James? Is Hollywood getting it, maybe? Well, what we're hearing from all these great actors is they're starting to. Uh, I, you know, the thing that, that spurred me onto this movement in the first place was that they really weren't. Uh, as we were saying before, uh, the, most film executives today are more concerned with the almighty dollar than making great movies. And we mentioned Ellen Burstyn in the last uh, um, mm-hmm. segment, who we had on our last program, and and she was so cogent in in her understanding that uh, that really it's about multinational corporations wanting to make hundred hundred and fifty million dollar movies because they know that they're going to make most of that back overseas but what's being lost is great movie and filmmaking great stories great acting great directing and and this that's what this movement is about because you, you, you can't eat candy all the yeah. time you need to have substance Right. And we need that in our, our films. Well, hopefully you're going to get J.K. Rowling on the line and some of the actors in Harry Potter, because that series, those books, that creativity, I believe, is the, one of the most brilliant combinations of youth and wisdom. We're going to hear the final segment of James uh, Twyman, his uh, great conversation with Channing Chase. We'll be, uh, here it is. What sort of roles do you look for? Uh, Channing, when you are, you know, reading a script or or you're you're hearing about projects out there, are are, are there certain roles that that are connecting more deeply with you, or that that you're hoping to play? Well, I like to play the the leading lady's best friend, you know, the wisecracking type 
the the character who says, "Oh, Blanche, why are you doing that?" <laughs> I'm sure there there must be a lot of roles like that out there. <laughs> well, yes, to to complement the the beautiful young star, there has mm-hmm. to be. Uh, somebody that that does the humorous roles. Mm-hmm. But what about leading roles? I, I am, I'm hoping that there are going to be more of those. You know, great actors like yourself want to work, and if, if it's only supporting roles you're playing, maybe you are beginning to you know help up the the newer generation. But there's so many older viewers that are looking for actors like you to be playing those roles. Oh, from your lips to God's <laughs> ear. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I produced a film recently called Redwood Highway that stars Shirley Knight, another amazing oh, actress. Oh, she's a fabulous actress. She sure is. And, you know, I mean, being with her was like being uh, in a part of film history, just listening to her stories and 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 she's she's another actress like yourself who uh has played so many amazing roles over the years but today uh, being offered a starring role in a film that she can really sink her teeth in uh they're they're few and far between uh, she's getting so many great supporting roles in television and film but you know i'm i'm sure you can relate to that uh you know wanting to play more hearty Roles are, are there any recently uh, that, that that stand out for you that you've really felt like you were able to to sink your acting teeth into? Well, this role in My Santa, uh, I get to play the the um, woman who gets proposed to mm. by by the editor of this newspaper, and I'm the society editor. And um, I had that opportunity to uh, have uh, a romantic scene, <laughs> which doesn't happen very much for older women. Yeah. More grandmother parts. <laughs> <clears throat> that must have been nice to, to, to go back and do scenes like that again. Yes, yes. And with Paul Dooley, who's a wonderful actor. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, about Mad Men a little bit more, uh, Channing. Oh, yeah. So um, the show's been going since 2007, I believe. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is obviously a very long, successful program. Are, are we going to be able to see the the show as well as the, the character of Dot for years to come, I'm hoping? Well, I think that uh, next year is going to be the last season. And at the end of this season, number six, I am missing aboard ship. Uh, oh having gone off with my male nurse and gotten married in Mexico. <laughs> and I, there the, seems to be foul play there, so we don't know. Mm. None of us know. Only Matthew Weiner, that brilliant writer, knows what's going to happen. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. And after Mad Men, or even in between now and then, what's coming up for you, uh, Channing? What, or, or what is it that, that you're looking forward to and passionate about the next couple of years? Well, uh, I, I'm a founding member of a, an acting uh, ensemble called Pacific Resident Theater. And we have three little theaters in, in Venice, and there's always something going on there. Mm. 
and uh, hopefully, uh, I love to do stage work because once the curtain goes up and or the lights go up, nobody can say cut. <laughs> That's right. You you get to follow your character through the whole experience without mm. being interrupted. Well, that's fantastic. We look forward to that, and thank you so much for all the work that you've done and for being on this program, Channing. Well, thank you for inviting me. You're so welcome. I enjoyed it. Wow. You know, you got a little uh, uh, insider information there about Mad Men. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's been published or not, but that's good information for us. I know. There you go. Um, Wow. These are amazing. I mean, what a lovely woman. I mean, you know what I love about what you've done is these folks were bringing on. You ask them, what are you doing next? And they're like, nobody's like, I don't know. They're like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going back to the stage. I'm doing this. Boy, I'll tell you, that is a sign of times to change, don't you? T- times that have changed, don't you think? Well, it absolutely is. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Pat, that this generation of older adults, uh, you know, we don't want to use words like senior and no. uh, because it just doesn't apply anymore. The, these are people who are active and passionate and they're out there doing things and they're not sitting around just waiting for life to pass them by. You know, uh, here's an interesting um, little bit of information. I'm in the process of moving to Mexico, and so I'm going to be living in in a community called Lake Chapala that is filled with these vibrant, retired people who want to live in another country and want to learn Spanish and want to have this exciting experience. And I think that they're they're just... the way that these older people are now, that, that they're not waiting for life. They are embracing life, and they're doing things that are exciting, and, and they're passionate about their lives. And that's, that makes me very excited because, you know, I'm 51 now, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, creeping up there. And I, I don't want to lose my passion, and no. I'm really happy to see and to hear that my elders aren't. Well, I'll take it from an elder, dude. I have not lost my passion. As a matter of fact, I'm a little bit older than you, and I'm telling you, I haven't even warmed up yet. I haven't even warmed up yet. James Twyman. James, give out your website, and uh, let's you and I, uh, as one uh, ageless person to an almost ageless person, let's do it together. Tell folks how they can sign the petition. Well, I hope everyone uh, who's listening to this will go to www.agelesscinema.com. And one of the things you'll see there is a... uh, uh, the trailer for the film I was speaking to Channing about, uh, Redwood Highway, starring Shirley Knight and Tom Skerritt. That yes. film will be out later in 2014. But mainly what we want you to do is to go and be part of this solution by signing that petition. We need to get to that million mark, and you can be part of this. So please go there. Let's get this uh, petition filled. Let's get more films being made, and let's get the ageless generation yeah. motivated. I agree. Thank you guys for tuning us in, turning us on. We are going to be continuing this series with James. Uh, Stay tuned for us telling you who's up next. And for all of you out there, please support this. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. 
The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. in 